You're listening to the Feed You Podcast. This is episode 13. Welcome to the Feed You Podcast, giving you the real scoop on raising your business to new heights. Expert education, inspiration, and motivation to fuel your purpose, your passion, and your profits. Here's your host, Elisa Connor. podcast. I'm Elisa Connor. I'm your host and I'm so excited you are here and that you're joining me this week. I have an excellent guest for you and I can't wait to introduce you to her in just a few minutes. And I am, if you will notice this month, giving you all kinds of tools, tips, and techniques to get you ready for 2019, to get you prepped and ready to go and ready to hit the ground running now so that you're ahead of the curve. So today we are talking content and everybody I know struggles with getting their content done, whether it is creating a blog post for your website or getting your videos transcribed or in some way or form adding content to your website. So before I introduce my guests, I wanted to give you a couple of reasons why you would want to create content. When you create your website, the prime time for you to have Google visit you is when you launch that website. Well, if you never add content or anything new to your website, again, via blog post or video with um, show notes or a podcast with show notes or any other updated content, Google does not have a reason to come back to your website. If they don't come back, you don't rank. So the organic or natural slash freeway to get Google to continue to come back to your website and get your website ranking higher in search rankings and search um, in searches by your people is to continually add content. So starting today and going through the next five, six episodes, I'm purposely giving you some tools, some tips, and some techniques to get you going in the right direction for 2019 now, so that you are ahead of the curve, so that you are beating out the competition with what you're trying to do, and getting in front of all of the to-do lists and all of the things that other people will start doing in January. So... One thing before we get started and before I introduce you to my guest, Carrie Twitchell, I would love it if you are enjoying this podcast, if you would share it with someone else, if you would spread the word and let them know about what value you're getting from the podcast. If you're enjoying it and it's useful for you, I would love it so much if you'd share it with somebody else. So let's get started and let me introduce you to my guest, Carrie Twitchell. A little bit about Carrie. Carrie Twitchell is the owner of the copywriting agency Custom Content Solutions. She's an experienced copywriter and content strategist who has a knack for hearing a person's story and then turning that story into compelling copy in their voice. We all know how hard that is to write in someone else's voice. She focuses on creating website content that is user-friendly, easy to understand, and makes the user take action. A former lawyer turned writer, Carrie most enjoys helping her customers create authentic marketing strategies that fit their brands and showcase their personalities. Let me introduce you to Carrie Twitchell. 
So if you'll help me welcome Carrie Twitchell to the show. I'm so excited she's here and she is going to tell us all about the wonderful world of blogging. So welcome, Carrie. Thanks for coming, being on the show. Hey, Elisa. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun. I'm so excited you're here. And I just told the audience a little bit about you and how you got started. But why don't you just tell us a little bit more, not only about you, but what's going on right now in your business and in your world? Oh man, business is great. So um, as everybody's heard, I run a content marketing business. And right now, uh, we're actually in growth mode. So it's really exciting. I brought on a couple team members. I'm looking to bring on another writer here soon. Um, and, you know, we're actually in the process of creating a course uh, to help people write their own websites. Um, yeah, I mean, we just have a lot in the mix on top of, you know, serving clients. So it's, it's, really, it's really a thrill to be at this stage of growth um, and, and looking forward and seeing where, where the next year, even just the year is going to take us. So. So excited. So excited. So I'm so happy you're here because I think content is one of those things that entrepreneurs really struggle with. And I think that especially it's just something that gets stuck on the back burner, but it's so, so important for your online growth. So I kind of want to jump into getting ready for 2019 and starting up on the right foot and preparing, you know, how to blog, how to be successful and how to be consistent. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've got some tips for us. So let's just jump right in and with blogging. Um, I know one of the questions that comes up for me all the time is like, what the heck am I going to write about? Do you have any tips or suggestions <laughs> on what to write about? That is the biggest sticking point. I think a lot of people are like, you know what? I want to blog. I'm going to blog. I am going to blog once a week or once a month and they get set on it. And then they sit down to write and they just freeze, right? Um, because like, well, what? what am I actually going to write about and how, how much do I need to write about it and all of that. And so the very first point that I express on people is like, look, impress upon people is you need to just sit down for half an hour. Like literally all you need is 30 minutes to sit down and do some blog topic brainstorming. Okay. And what you write about can come from any number of resources. The best resource, honestly, is your audience. So you, you're probably already serving people right now, whether you are on social media and having conversations with people, whether you have customers or clients and they have questions, um, whether you are, you know, out public speaking, right? Like wherever you are in front of people, they're, they're talking to you, they're interacting with you and they're asking questions. And those questions are prime topics for blog posts. And what you do is you just take one question at a time one question per post. And I guarantee you, if you sit down for 10 minutes, think, okay, at stage one of my process with my customers, they always ask this, this question. That's your first blog post, right? So that's a really, really great place to start. Um, you know, if you have an email list or a fairly uh, solid social media presence, you can go out there and just say, hey, what questions do you guys have about X topic? And just survey them, right? You can send a quick email survey. You can go out on social media and put out a poll or just put up a quick post and see what people respond back to. So tap your audience is point number one. Uh, Point number two would be to go on the internet. (laughs) There is so much information out there, okay? Go hit Google. All you need to do is go hit Google. A really, a really quick way to generate topics, even just straight from Google, is to, in the search box, type in the service you provide. 
So blog writing, for example, when I write blog writing in that search box, Google does me a solid by then providing a quick generated list right underneath that of longer search phrases. So you can pick one of those and hit search and then you can see what is come, what comes up in the search. And then what you can also do is just like about a third of the way down that search page, page is the people also ask for section, which brings up questions that are similar to the one that the topic you've already brought up. Um, so that's a really great place to go. Um, and then I would say one more is answer the public. One of my favorite, favorite uh, websites out there is answerthepublic.com. No joke. Check it out. There's a really creepy old looking guy who sits there and stares at you until you type in a question or a topic or something. Um, and then what he'll do is he will go out and pull back for you a ton of um, questions, comments, etc., based off of the phrase you input. So um, for example, we put in writing, right? And that generates questions, how writing leads to thinking and prepositions and such as like writing formal emails. And it just, it gives you a ton of topics around the term you put in. So that's a great resource. So I think those three are really prime places to start and just spend 30 minutes. You'll be surprised at how many topics will come up in 30 minutes that you will be ready to write for the next several months with all those topics at hand. I love Answer the Public. And um, yeah. just so everybody knows, if you haven't used Answer the Public, they actually have a free option. And then um, you get a certain number of searches. I can't remember how many it is. I don't know if you know off the top of your head, but it's not. A, no, it's quite a few. It's like 20. And then they want you to either upgrade to the paid version or you have to wait till the next day to do more searches. Mm -hmm. So um, just be aware of that. I mean, I can't imagine you'll use up all your searches, but if you do, just go back the next day and you can do some more. I've never run into that. Like I, I'm a writer and I don't really ever run into that cap. So it's, it's nothing to worry about. You don't have to use the paid tool. Right. And it's, um, so that leads me to my next question, which is, you know, people get a little overwhelmed with like, how often should I be blogging? Should I be blogging every day? People are blogging every day. Do I need to do that? Or, you know, what's a consistent time and schedule to be blogging that you're still going to see some traction? Yeah. Uh, the biggest thing you just said is consistent, right? Um, I don't put a number out there for people as far as how many times they need to post. I tell them you need to choose a number and then you need to stick with it. Uh, that consistency is more key in blogging than constant churn. Okay. Um, high quality posts that you put out once a month even is a ton better than really short posts that you're putting out almost every day because you're just trying to publish something. Right. Um, so if you're looking at writing one blog post, let's say 800 words versus three blog posts that are 150 words a piece, the 800 post will perform better for you. That's just how it goes. So I would say at a minimum though, once a month, you get on the calendar once a month. Maybe it's the first Friday of every month or maybe it's the 15th of every month. Just pick a day or date every month that you are going to publish a post. Uh, my team and I over here at Custom Content Solutions, we post once a week. And we consistently publish our posts out on Fridays and then you know we'll share them on social media on Mondays and so we have a schedule and we stick to it. So set a schedule and stick to it. Now, are you seeing um, a particular day that you're publishing that works better? Because I know you mentioned Fridays, but did you test other days to see if they worked better? Or did you just... <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, we're not testing right now. 
Um, what we're doing is going off of a schedule that we can hit, right? Uh, I would say that it's hard to get a lot of action at the beginning of the week. Um, some people are, swear by Monday mornings, but there is so much out there on Mondays that your stuff could get lost, right? Um, what, what I would say is no matter what day you publish your post, make sure that you maybe share it on social media a different day or a couple days a week, you know, and, and see what you are doing from pulling in traffic. So not necessarily the day you post, but how you're sharing it. Maybe you, maybe you let everybody know on social media, you know, a couple days later, like we do, we let social media know on Mondays um, and the people who subscribe to our blogs get them on Fridays. And then once a month, we always uh, send an email newsletter out to our audience. And we also let them know to go ahead and um, check out all the posts that we published the following or the previous month. So it's more about how often you're letting people know that it's there than it is just about the day you're posting. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think it's important to point out that even if you share it on a Monday, you could share it a week or two later. Yeah. And most likely people aren't going to see it because there's so little traction with social media right now. Yep. If you're not paying to play. So yep. true story. Social um, media is a beast in and of itself, right? That's a different topic for a different day. <laughs> so like me, I have a podcast and I also have a video show. So, you know, I'm doing a lot of content creation. Do I also need to be blogging as well? Or, you know, how should I be repurposing that content? Or what does that look like? Yeah. So number one, the fact that you're getting out a podcast, that you're putting out a video podcast, that you're doing all of it, that's fantastic, right? Um, here's the thing. People prefer to uh, digest content in various forms. So if you have a podcast, awesome. Like that's great. Some people just like to hear, hear you in their earbuds, right? Uh, if you have video, sure. Some people just like to sit and watch video. Other people like to read at their leisure. So should you have something in addition to the audio and the video? Yeah, you should. Uh, show notes are the obvious first step, um, but I would encourage you to not stop there. So with your show notes, you, you know, you have timestamp show notes, you have highlights. It's kind of a summary of the conversation. You could take it further with one blog post or several, depending on what you cover in your podcast episode, by breaking down individual topics per post. So you could end up repurposing one podcast in five to eight ways, depending on, on the conversation you're having. So you just, you just want to be cognizant of the type of content people are taking in and what they're asking for. If no one wants to read your posts, so if you're not getting any traffic on blog posts, but you're getting a ton of traffic on your podcast, then focus on your podcast and your podcast show notes. See if you can't, you know, um, pull in more traffic that way. Right. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And so I know I just heard recently that, you know, podcast show notes don't perform well with SEO. And is that kind of your thought process between behind, you know, create a podcast to go with all of those different components or, you know, dig deeper, I guess is what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say, dig mm -hmm. deeper on that podcast subject and um, create a real true you know, how to blog post or mm -hmm. whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. is, is that what you're seeing too? Is that the yeah. SEO rank is not as great for show notes? Yeah. Well, yes, absolutely. Um, SEO, 
uh, for search engine optimization, right, for your audience here, to get any traction with SEO, you need quality stuff, okay? Quality content, information people are looking for. With your podcast show notes, like I said, you know, they're like timestamp show notes and maybe a few bullet points or summary of what the conversation was about and, and obviously links, you know, things that you discussed. I mean, it's, it's resources for people who listen to the podcast to say, I want that link or I need to find that person or what have you. Uh, so they go to the show notes to find the resource or find the link, but they're not learning anything from the show notes themselves. So from that standpoint, from an SEO standpoint, there isn't much value. That's why you dig deeper. That's why you make a, you know, a lead magnet. That's why you create a longer blog post about how to or 10 reasons why or something that just takes the conversation further, right? Where you can engage with your audience on that same topic in a different way. Um, and in that way, you're adding more value. Your content is, you know, bigger, longer, better, right? Um, and, and in that way, you'll attract better search. Well, and I know the, you know, playing devil's advocate, it's, you know, our people, there's so much content out there that if I'm creating content too, are people really going to read it? Like, how am I going to compete against these people that do, you know, like in the branding world, the Marie Forleo's of the world who <laughs> consistently has put out content for, you know, 10 years. How do I get, you know, ranked above her if I'm just starting out and I'm barely getting going and you know, what are the benefits of me even blogging if nobody's going to read it or, or are people going to read it? People will read it. Right. Um, but you, you know, it, this isn't a situation of if you build it, they'll come, you've got to work for it, right? You have to do the work. And so what that means is making sure that what you're writing about is what people want to read about or what you're blogging about or vlogging about or talking about on your podcast, you know, and, and, and in that way, your competition is a great place to start from a research standpoint about what should I be working on, right? Um, when you're looking at what your competition is doing, say Marie Forleo, right? Amy Porterfield, you know, um, you want to see what their top traffic posts are, you know, what's getting the most attention on their website. Okay. How can you do it better? right? You're, you're never going to their content, to their website, to their blog. You're never going there to copy. Please, for the love of Pete, don't copy, right? Says the former attorney in me, don't copy. It's plagiarizing. It's against the law. Don't do it. So you want to make sure that what you're doing is looking at what they have and then assessing, well, this part is missing or this is the thing I do differently than the, what she does and this is what makes me great and I'm going to focus on that. And by focusing on that, your piece is different, but it will come up in search, right? And then it's kind of a competing, a competing thing. But that's where you want to be. Awesome. Yeah. And I, um, I just heard recently as well that you take um, the, like if somebody does a top 10 list of something, um, mm -hmm. you know, 2017 top 10 list of email service providers, will you do the updated version and add one? And so, yeah. because people want to know 11, they don't want to know 10. Um, mm -hmm. And so it's kind of always doing that one upmanship that you yeah. kind of talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's a really good tip. Now, leading down that path, I'm also yeah. curious, you know, you're like, oh, 800 words. Well, to me, 800 words is like just this empty number. And I'm just <laughs> like, how long do blog posts need to be? Like, do they need to be 
10 pages? Do they need to be, you know, I mean, how much are they going to read? And do people mm -hmm. even read it? Or, you know, what's more important, headings? Um, so can you just walk us through a little bit more about how to actually create those blog posts and what they look like and how long they should be <laughs> and all of that yeah. stuff? All right, so here's your prescription for a blog post. It needs to be 973 words long. Uh, headers need to have three words and no more than that. No, see, they're like, there's no good answer for that question, okay? Um, <laughs> so I, I, I get a little sarcastic about it because everybody asks, how long should my blog post be? Here's the real answer and you're gonna hate it. As long as it needs to be. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? Well, look, like I said earlier, very short content, they call it thin content. That's not gonna rank. Right? If you're publishing a ton of blog posts with 100 words a piece, you're going to get nowhere. Okay? It's just, it's, it's not valuable. You can't offer any value in 100 words. Okay? So what you want to think about is, what about this topic matters to my audience? What would they find useful? What would benefit them when they read this post? Okay? And from there, you move on to, okay, so when I'm writing my post, I want to make sure that one of the, if I'm answering a question, I answer it right away. Okay. Um, that's that. Oh, so that's like uh, location zero on search engine results pages, right? Is the answer box, the Google answer box, which is by the way, what Alexa and other assistants use when um, answering questions for you, right? Voice activated assistants. So the Google answer box is a great place to land when you're doing um, question-based blog posts. But you have to answer the question right away up front so people are getting that information. And then what you do is you just break down the answer in sections with short headers um, to help people as they're reading the post to skim. Nobody reads word by word, ever. It's just not what we do. People are impatient. They want to get the information they want as fast as possible. So you need to make your blog posts scannable. So by doing that, you sh use short paragraphs, you use short sentences, you use headers, you use bullet points, you use bold sparingly, mind you, um, but you, you, you use your formatting to help people's eyes scan the page. Um, and so a really good way to write a blog post is to answer a question quickly in the very first paragraph in a sentence or two, and then you break down that question in more detail as you go along the post and you'll be surprised at how quickly you know 400 500 800 words come out because all you're doing is just picking your own brain and you're just putting it on the page now if you struggle to write here's a tip for you use your voice recorder on your computer right just record yourself speaking um, you know, you can use uh, Google Docs will automatically transcribe as you're talking to it. It's great. Like there are, there are tools on your computer that can allow you to do that if you just freeze up when you stare at a blank page. But you can talk about any topic, no problem. So start recording yourself answering questions. Um, and if you can't do it by yourself, have a friend sit in your office with you and have them answer, ask you questions. Keep your recording on and answer the questions as they're just asking it and you'd be surprised at how much content you can come out with in five, 10 minutes. Yeah, that's a great tip to record, because a lot of people do, that was gonna be my next question actually, is you know, if you're struggling with writing and you don't feel like you have a, you're not a writer, like deep down you don't feel like you're a writer, how yeah. can you get this done? Because it's important, yeah. and you know, how, how do I make it happen if I don't feel like I'm a writer? And that was yeah. a really good tip. Do you have others? Oh man. <laughs> 
this whole I'm not a writer standpoint. Everybody can write. Now, can everybody write well? Can everybody write in a way that their audience connects with it? Maybe not. But you can start somewhere, right? Um, there is, there's always the idea that if you feel like you can't do it on your own, maybe you were just so technically minded that it's hard for you to write a blog post in conversational style. Um, you know, going to law school, conversational writing was beaten out of you, right? Because you needed to learn how to write a legal brief. It's just how it goes. So if the conversational tone of writing has been just totally kicked out of you, and by the way, that's what you really should be using when blogging because that's what people want to connect with, um, reach out for help. <laughs> that's, my next, that's my next tip. You can get your blog post started. You can come up with your own topics and then you can tap someone like me or my team or someone on your team to help you write your posts, uh, to fill it out, to add the, the meat of the subject, right? Um, I, would, I would encourage you to never just let that information sit in your brain. There's some serious value there and you have something really amazing to offer your audience. They want it. So give it to them. That's, yeah. I love that. So since you brought that up, you know, I think a lot of people are um, kind of leery to hire somebody to write their blogs for them. And I think it's because, you know, it, they're putting it out there as they wrote it. And so do you have suggestions for hiring a writer that can actually um, write in your voice or what kind of process that they should be looking for or going through if they're going to hire somebody to do their blogging for them on a regular basis? Like what are some characteristics or um, process steps that they should be aware of or that they should be looking for from a qualified writer? Yeah, that's a brilliant question. Not all writers are created equal, right? Not all copy agencies or freelance writers are created equal. Um, I think a, a first thing you need to figure out is, can this person write in my voice? It's the, it's the biggest thing that's going to matter to you because when you're putting out content whether you wrote it or not, it needs to sound like you. It needs to sound like it's coming from you, like it's coming from your company, like it makes sense, that it's on brand, that it matches your voice and tone, all of that. You need to start with someone who can match your voice. And the only way you can do that is to get on the phone and talk with them and see if they get you. That comes from a conversation though. I know a lot of people will just try to go online and hire someone, you know, there are, oh, there are any number of online writing resources, right? You can go to Fiverr, you can go to Elance, you can go to all sorts of different websites where you can get writing for cheap. And all you do is you submit this form, fill it out with the you know topic and due date and all of that, and we'll just create it for you. But no one ever talks to you. No one ever understands what your goals are, what the purpose is behind your blog, what the point is and who you're speaking to and why you're speaking to them and why they care that's the stuff that matters, you know, and that none of that is getting communicated by, you know, those, those kind of cheaper online solutions. Um, so I would say find someone you can actually get on the phone with during business hours, see if they get you, if they get the process, if they have a process for what it's like to write, um, you know, and see how collaborative it is. Do you want it to be hands off? Are they okay being hand, you know, with you being hands off? Do you want to be involved? Are they okay with you being involved? You need to figure out what you're willing to do on your end and what you can and can't do with your time uh, and then see if that writer can match you. 
don't ever settle with the first writer you speak to, right? I mean, this, this is the same thing you do whether you're hiring a lawyer or a web designer or a writer or any, you should always speak to a few, at least a few. Because only by doing that will you really understand, oh, well, I actually connected better with that person. Or, man, thank goodness I made this third call because this person gets me. You find that person, give them a shot, see what they can do for you. Awesome. Great advice. Great advice. So one last question, and then I'll ask you if you have anything else that you want to add. But, um, you know, it often will write content and we still, people will read it, but they don't engage. So do you have tips for getting better engagement and getting people to like and share and um, comment and all that kind of stuff on your blog post? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know that commenting on blog posts has kind of become a passe thing, right? So most blogs don't have comments. Most of the engagement is coming from social media now. Um, so what I would say is go where your audience is first. You know, if they're not going to blog, you know, comment on your website, they don't want to log in, they don't want to do it, then don't make them do that, right? Meet them where they are. That's step one. Uh, step two is try a few different formats. Um, you know, it's possible that if uh, you just share your blog post with an image, nobody's going to pay attention. But if you do a short uh, GIF or if you do a little video of you or something, that maybe that will get some more traction. So see what works with your audience. Like you're going to have to test it. Okay. Um, but I would also encourage you to start the conversation yourself. If you can post your, you know, post your blog post um, and then comment on it and share it right? You need to get the conversation started. Uh, and then maybe, maybe you have a friend or you tap someone in your audience to join you. Because once you get one or two posts or one or two comments on a post, right, it's going to start showing up in feeds. And if people start liking it or if people start engaging, you're going to do better. Um, you know, and then if there's a post on your site that you feel is super worthwhile, um, boost it, you know, put a little bit of money behind it for an ad and see where it takes you. I would only encourage you to do that if you have something of real value to offer. So maybe that's a post that has a lead magnet tied to it. Maybe, you know, there's a content upgrade there. Maybe it's just a really exhaustive post with every resource anybody could ever want for, you know, um, your specific service. And it's amazing. Boost that, right? So, be cautious about that. You don't want to just drop money into it. But if there's something, a little bit of money behind it will get you further. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Good tip. So anything that I missed or that I didn't hit that you want to offer the audience for additional suggestions on how to get started or how to write content consistently or anything like that? Yeah, I think we've covered a lot of good ground here. Um, what I have done is I've put together a resource for you know, some of the, the places where you can go to get blog topics and other ideas. So I put together a short blogging resource. So if your audience wants that, they can come get it. Um, we're going to have that live on our website. So that would be at customcontentllc.com forward slash feed you for you. Okay? Awesome. Um, so we'll create that um, link and get that up and running so they can have all the resources that we talked about with a few extra tidbits. Awesome. And I will put the link for that in the show notes so that you guys can go and grab that is a really awesome and generous offer from Carrie and her team. So 
I can't imagine it will not be beneficial for you to go over and grab that to plan out your 2019. So one thing I do at the end of my interviews is I ask kind of these fun, just silly questions so the audience can know a little bit more about you. Yeah. And so let's dive into that and then we'll end with you sharing where they can find out more about you and how to connect with you. Great. So my first question is, do you have a favorite business book that you go back to time and time again? Oh my gosh, I have several. Um, I am a, I am a book nerd. So that's a hard question, but let me tell you, one of my favorite business book authors, how about that? We'll do it that way. Mike McCallowitz. So he's got the pumpkin plan. He's got profit first. He just came out with a couple with another book. I mean, he has numerous books. His, his books read quickly uh, and they are full of smart insights and action items that you can actually move forward with. It's, it, they're beautiful. They're beautiful. So I would, I would put forth Mike Michalowicz anytime. And then um, here's another one, building a story brand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can't give just one. I'm sorry. That's all right. That's a great book. <laughs> I actually have it on my desk right now. Uh-huh. Oh, that's not it. It's this one. I have two branding yeah. books. Up. I have building a story brand on my desk. It's a great book. It's fantastic. And it will change your world. Word. Okay. Now I know you're up in Midwest. So this, uh, this, I probably already know the answer to this, but do you prefer Mexican or Italian food? Oh, Ooh. um, I am actually going to say Italian food, but only if I can eat it well in Italy. Oh, I'll go with you anytime. Yay. <laughs> Let's go. Let's plan Let's that trip. Go. <laughs> okay. Halloween or Christmas? Oh, Christmas. Okay. Almost everybody says Christmas. Wine or beer? Wine. What kind? Any particular flavor that? Uh, I'm a white wine girl. Um, I am partial to um, Pinot Grigios as well as Moscatos. And I'm dropping my stones over here. Sorry about that. Whoops. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last fun question. What are three things you do to start your day so that you're off and rocking and rolling it? All right, these, this is good. So the first thing I do to start my day to make sure that I'm wide awake, this is really funny. I brush my teeth and I down a glass of water. If you're sleepy, like th- those two things will wake you up so fast. Uh, yoga, yoga. If it's one minute of yoga or an hour, it doesn't matter. Any bit of yoga just really helps open me up for the day. Um, and then my other thing is my panda planner. I love my Panda planner. So I will sit down and review my, my schedule for the day and I will write out my top three priorities for the day. What's really great about the Panda planner every day is you get an option or a space to write in what you're grateful for. Um, So it really helps set you in a mindset of gratitude and it just puts you in a really positive space to get moving Um, because I know we all have, just 50 million things pulling at us as entrepreneurs, as business owners, you know, there's just everything to do every day. Right. Um, so sitting down, highlighting, okay, the three must do items of the day, no matter what my to-do list looks like, my three must do's. Um, and then kind of focusing on what, what am I happy for? What am I grateful for? You know, what are the things that are, that are making me, um, feel good about life right now? Because if you think about that, you can tackle anything on that list. I love it. Yep. I have a similar planner. I have the Danielle Laporte 
Mm-hmm. What will you do to feel the way you want to feel planner? And it's very yeah. similar. It also has that. So yeah, awesome. awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I would love for you to tell my audience where they can find out more about you and how to connect with you if they are in need of having their writing taken care of. Fantastic. Come to my website, my friends, uh, customcontentllc.com. So that's C-U-S-T-O-M-C-O-N-T-E-N-T-L-L-C.com. That will be in the show notes, I guarantee it. And, um, you know, hit up that contact page. My bio's on there. You can also find me on LinkedIn, uh, Carrie Twitchell on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, I so appreciate you being here and sharing your wisdom and your content strategy and your behind the scenes, like how to make a blog happen. And I know that my audience will appreciate it as they jump into 2019 to be successful with their blogging. So thanks again for being here. And I really appreciate you. Thanks for having me, Elisa. This is great. All right. Take care. Wasn't that a great interview? She gave us so much juicy, yummy stuff. I'm so excited that she was here. And I wanted to take a minute to let you know about the free download that Carrie created just for my audience. You can find that freebie by going to elisaconnor.com forward slash 013 download. I'm so excited that you guys join me today. If you enjoy this episode, I would love it if you would leave a rating and a review for me on either iTunes or Google Play. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you all next week. Have a great week. podcast at www.alisaconnor.com forward slash podcast. 